Hi folks, welcome to another edition of Gold Bazan. This is Pasha Hajian speaking. Two other directors of Gold Bazan, Bob Agoldriz and Pejman Pars, joined me to discuss about Iran's 2-0 win against Togo. It was a very, very experimental lineup by Carlos Kairos, but nonetheless, you know, it's just a new group of guys he's invited, so he's just testing out based off the players we have right now and the players that he might potentially think that they're going to lead us down in Russia. We had a special guest on to preview our upcoming next friendly, Russia, Toke Thilad, and they do a fantastic job about Russian football news, and it was a very pleasure to get his insight, what he thinks about the reigning national team, how our players are doing in Russia, and basically he gave us a very in-depth of things that are happening within the Russian Football Federation, and how Russian football is doing nowadays, and how they potentially are going to line up against us. As always, we appreciate the support. If you guys don't know already, we have our, officially our website up, goldbazanpodcast.com. Definitely subscribe to our newsletter. We definitely are looking for bloggers. If you want to write an article, just send us an email, mail at goldbazanpodcast.com. Um, the emails of every director is on the website. Check out the website if there's anything you want to talk to us about. Feel free if you want to come on the pod. Just message us, we'll sort it out. We have a lot of demand, a lot of people want to come on to the pod, but the issue is with timing and everything. If you have a concern or something that you would want us to talk about, please shoot us a message. As always, appreciate the support. Enjoy this episode, guys. Thank you. Hi folks, uh, joined by two other directors of Gold Bazan, Babak Goldriz and Pejman Pars. How you doing, Babak? I'm good, Pasha. Good to be here as always. Pejman? I'm really good, Pasha. Nice to be here with you and Babak. Awesome. Guys, before we discuss uh, the Togo match and doing a brief analysis of that, um, let's talk about the call-ups that Kairosh had. Um, and the players that we have right now in the camp. Is there anyone that you thought that should have gotten a call-up or specifically? I'm going to start this off with Bobak. I think uh, Carlos Kairos had an interview just about maybe a week ago when the camp started, and he mentioned that they have a list of about 37 to 40 players who they'll have an eye on between now and the World Cup, and more or less whoever is on their mind will be on that list, and anyone on that list can get called up. So I think we've had on this about 26, 27 of them, and a few players were called up to the camp but not made the squad. So it's tough tough to say that someone deserved to be there, other than maybe the black sheep of Iranian football right now, Masoud Shojai, which is surprisingly quiet on the reasons why he's not uh, called up. There's a genuine, um, let's say, empty spot for a number 10 in the squad. So otherwise, it's difficult to really pick a player. You could go either way. And I'm sure there's enough time to call up whoever else goes into form. Pejwan, is there anything you'd like to add to Bobak's comments? Uh, no, since we, we know about the list, and I would like to see maybe a couple more of those Estelar players, such as Nur Afghan, but we've seen him in the, in the last game, and he's probably on that list as well. So, otherwise, uh, I'm good. It will be interesting to see uh, some of these young players uh, play in the national team. Okay. 
So for the viewers that um, didn't watch the match, let me just read out the lineup that we had today. Um, Hamad Alak was in goal. Uh, Gafuri, Kanani, Cheshmi, and Hajtsafi were our back four. Ezzat Toleh Abdullah started. And on the flanks, was, I personally thought, we'll get into the gist of it. I thought it was a 4-3-3. Ezzat Toleh Abdullah and Torabi in the midfield three. Godus on the right wing, which he finally got his debut. Kaveh Rezai was our striker, and on left wing was Ansari Fad. Pejman, based off of this lineup, what were your initial thoughts? Which is very, very experimental, by the way. Yeah, I was I was surprised uh, that uh, we saw so many new names in the starting lineup. Uh, some player that never played in the national team or don't have any experience at all. For me, it was this was like uh, resting some of the more important players or the fixed players for the Russia game and giving a chance to some uh, young or inexperienced players in the national team such as Hamed Elak, uh, such as Kanonizadeh, such as of course Saman Qadus and even uh, Kaver Ezai. This was a Iranian B team but uh, at the same time I think we had we had five uh, legionaries in the starting lineup, and that's very interesting for for an Iranian B team. That's that's strong, and uh, that that show that uh, we have some depth, depth and good players wanting to make that first starting eleven in the real lineup. So, but too experimental for me. I know Babak have some interesting thoughts about that, so mm-hmm. I will maybe leave it to him now. Yeah. Bobak, what are your thoughts on this lineup, and um, how did you see Kairos um, with his tactical formation for this match? Would you agree it was a four-two-three, or did you see it otherwise? I I agree with Pejman. Uh, okay, we're gonna have probably one game against an African team in the lead up to the World Cup, unless we get an African team in our group, and then we'll probably see another game maybe in June. But I'm not so clear on what the goal was today okay we're throwing in seven or eight people who are on the fringes of the squad maybe they won't even make the squad some people who have never been around the squad uh we mix in players like Odos uh, on his debut it's not easy gonna uh, coming in again with a team that is not yet uh, accustomed to each other and then we're playing Togo so what did we learn today uh that's what I want to know what did Carlos Queiroz learn today about how to play against a team like Togo about our players and how they would cope against Togo, because these guys are not going to play against the African team in the World Cup. So we're going to have at least six, seven, if not more, uh, changes. So I'm not uh, sold on the way we use the game. Okay, it's clear that we rested a lot of players for the game against Russia, which is going to be a real uh, measure for our, uh, let's say, current status and ability. Uh, and Sarifat got his name on the square, score sheet, so that's good. He's got some confidence, maybe. We, we saw Kaveh Rezai, who definitely was a bright spark in the first half. But overall, um, I don't know. I wouldn't have gone this way, personally. And for the viewers, that um, there are some names that we just basically called out that many you, you might not be familiarized with um, before we ask you know, Bob back and Pinch for more in-depth of their analysis. Let me just do a quick um, overview. Hamed Elak, which is which who started as our goalkeeper today, was pretty impressed. Has been pretty impressive for Fulad, and has been arguably the best keeper supposedly in the IPL. Um, Kanani, which he has started for us even in the qualifiers, and he was out for a year because of his ACL, and now he's playing for um, Dai Saipa. But he was previously last year playing for Estevan. 
Abdullah which is very interesting enough. Even though he's a defensive midfielder, it seemed like Saeed Azatale was more behind him. And um, he's a playmaker. And he used to get called up often until his form dipped because of when he got loaned out to Terokter Subzi because of Sarbozi. And um, let me see, who else got Amini? And he's attacking midfielder that plays center mid too. There's a lot of hype about him, but now he's playing for uh, Sepon, but he recently just moved to Padida. So guys, um, off of these, let's look at the IPL players right now. I'm going to ask you, Pejmont. Who impressed you, and do you potentially see any of these players that could potentially be in the uh, last call-up for the Russia? Pejman, if you could uh, pretty much give us your glimpse of these IPO players that I recently gave a name out, and if you potentially think that they could possibly be part of our squad, our final squad for Russia. Um. I think maybe one or two can be part of the squad. I'm thinking about uh, Hamed Elak being like the third goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. he, he did solid today. He didn't do any mistakes. And uh, when he acted, he acted good. And uh, it, it was interesting to see somebody actually from Iran besides Benavand doing a, a good job. So maybe uh, he will be the third goalkeeper uh, if we think of Hariri and Benavand being fighting for the number one spots uh, for the defenders or other players that played today it's it's really hard to see any of them being in the starting lineup uh, maybe Jalal Hosseini that got subbed in but uh, we're not sure about his status and how he will be as a player for World Cup no matter what, he's a leader and he's somebody that the, that the guys trust in the locker room. So, if we have any of the IPL players, I would say him. I also think that Omid Ebrahimi did solid today. Um, Said as a Toloi, uh, he needs to... Uh, it's hard to say, but he needs to get faster or he needs to stop, uh, uh, stop players uh, getting past him and... Uh, and he always drags them down and receives a yellow card. That's typical Said, unfortunately. But uh, he's not one of the IPL guys. So I'll, I'll stay with Hamid uh, Elak, probably. Babak, another question I have for you, which I definitely agree. I really, really did not understand, especially as a, for an experimental side, what our point was. I viewed this as a 4-3-3. And what's interesting enough is, as you said with Masood, which he was doing a really fine job for us, as we all know why he's not right now. Part of the squad, even, and um, Salman Godus doesn't even play on the right wing. He usually plays as a 10 or on the left wing. A lot of our attack happened, you know, through his, on the right-hand side. And Karim Ansari Fard, which, you know, he barely gets any playing time, even for a national team, was playing on the left wing. And it was very confusing what Carlos Karras was trying to get out of. Um, what what did you make out of that lineup? And um, was there anything specific that was might have been interesting to you? Considering the fact that it was such a makeshift lineup, uh, too many new players, it's difficult to say which players could turn out to be winners from today. Uh, Ansar Ifar, definitely. We, we already knew he's going to be in the squad. Is he going to be a regular? I don't think so. Uh, Saman Godus had a mixed start, but you could see glimpses of the quality. He's very direct. He tries to make sim sim simple passes, layoffs, one-twos, and makes the runs. Uh, eventually, it was his shot that led to the first goal. Uh, I agree, he's not a right-winger, and... Uh, 
but he was moving. He started as the game went on. He started to move towards the left, and then a little bit freer roll down the middle as well at parts. Um, so yes, he probably will get his chance against Russia since he was subbed off early. Said, I agree with you. A uh, little bit lackadaisical as usual. Uh, the tempo increased a lot when he left the pitch on the second half. Uh, looking around, it's difficult. From the new yeah. players, Abdulazadeh, Kanani, none of them were really tested. The goalkeeper, Ahmed, lacks solid, but not really tested. So I, I, I really don't know. And I'm very curious to listen to Carlos Kiroz's press conference or uh, his comments after the game as to say, did he really take something out? Was he looking to fill the numbers, maybe, for the rest of the squad? Uh, could be. Right. Pejman, if you could just give us your analysis of the match. Um, what did you make out of our two-win um, win against Togo? And if there's anything you wanted to add to Bobak's comments. Uh, about a 2-0 win against Togo, I think we should praise Kairos, uh second half team or whatever he said during the first and second half uh, it was good enough and smart enough for Iran to to win the game fair because in this first half Iran made a good start and uh, they were decent but then got more and more pushed back from Togo who, who was a strong decent team not a wow team but not a team that you will easily beat but in the second half we saw that the thing that I love about Iran when Iran plays kind of boring and when the game is kind of boring to watch but you you feel so safe and you feel so confident watching this this game because you know that togo they have more or less nothing to uh, to do uh, in iranian uh, uh, defense defense because the iranians they defend so well and they read the game really well uh, and after a couple of uh, yeah, I don't you want to say a lucky shots or whatever. Iran got two well-deserved goals. And they, they, they kind of killed the game. They killed the tempo. They killed everything. But I take a boring 2-0 win. When you see that kind of performance in the second half, then, like, again, where you don't know how the team plays or they play really awful and might get a goal somewhere. So, so for me... I'm happy that Kairos made a couple of good uh, substitutions, and I'm also happy that Somenok uh, Otus uh, made a good first start for for his new national team, so to speak, because he was involved in both goals, especially the first one, and uh, he made some good good uh, passes uh, along with some. Uh, mistakes which, which i guess are probably from being a little bit nervous or not coming into this team so much he's been with the team you know, for like 48 hours or something so it's it's hard to expect uh, them to be fully fully synced with each other so i'm pleased with the boring iran that we saw in the second half bob if you could also give us your overview but also what did you make out of you know kaver which he's doing pretty well for now, his new club, and on someone Odus' debut. I think, again, uh, we're sitting here picking bones about the lineup, etc., but the bottom line is we beat Togo. Yes, like Pejman said, they're not an elite African team right now, but they're up, up there in the top 10, probably. So getting wins 
like this was not the norm in Iranian football. We have to thank Carlos Kirosh for that. We're playing second-tier European sides and getting results. Now we're playing African sides and getting results. So the, men the winning mentality is there. And we can see that even with our second string or even B team, as Pejwan called them, we are uh, getting these sort of results. That the performances or the stability of the, the team, it's not really changing so that's that's one major positive in terms of players i think cover looked very lively in the first half uh, he might have even had the penalty shout but it wasn't given he's doing very well for charlois right now um so he has a i don't know how many strikers uh Kirush will take uh, if we're playing with one up front uh, we know sardar if he's fit he's going to be there gucci should be there and so should be there that's three already you have Toremi who could play there on the left. So I'm not sure if you're going to get five and then take Kaverezai. So uh, he didn't do his chances much harm. And so far it was decent. Again, lack as a third goalkeeper. He's definitely got a shout now. But those, like Pejman said and I said earlier, I think it was a decent uh, first impression considering the circumstances. The thing about him and when Ashkan Dejaga broke into the team is that you can directly tell they are schooled in a different footballing culture. And that's a very good thing. They don't try to overdo things. Uh, they can do the simple things very well. They have a good footballing brain. They know where to look for the balls, uh, for the passes and the runs. It's very different to your typical uh IPL, let's say, broad, uh, bred Iranian footballer. So I think that's something that could be useful uh, for us, especially in a position, of, if he does start on the left wing, a position which I still feel is up for grabs. So overall, I think uh, we should be happy with the result. We should be happy with the winning mentality and then just forget about this game and look forward to Russia, where I think that one will give us a better measure of where we're at and also where Russia is at because uh, they have a lot of question marks against them. Pejman, is there anything you would like to talk about uh, Kaveh or Salman? I'm, I'm really pleased about Kaveh's performance. He looked really ready and hungry and, and sharp. Uh, and uh, the short time in Belgium have probably made him more good than his last uh, years in the uh, Estherlaud and Fulad and uh, all the places he's been. So I'm, I'm really happy for, for Kave. He's, he's a player that was a young talent in the under-17 World Cup and struggled some, a lot to become a part of the national team. And uh, now Kairos have a, have a <laughs> nice problem because he has so many good uh, strikers that's Probably one or two of them won't make it to to the World Cup, and it could very much be Kobe. It could still very much be Ansari Fard. It could very much be be Tarmi. But all of them have made good results and scored goals for Iran and their national teams, uh, and their their uh, teams in in different uh, parts in Europe and also Iran. And then we have Osman as well and Gucci. And it's like, <laughs> have we had this problem before in Iran? having too many strikers to choose from i think it's a phenomenon yeah, it's really fun to see thank you guys for your analysis now we want to transition to talking about iran's next fi fixture which is russia which we thankfully it's not going to get canceled and it's definitely going to be a decent match for us Bobak, um what are you looking forward to this russian side 
I think uh, it's a good test for us against uh, European side against the hosts. So the crowd will definitely be with uh, the Russians. Uh, yes, they are not the best footballing side right now, and they're probably in the middle of uh, their own problems. But for us, it's important uh, how we would uh, perform in a hostile atmosphere, a definite away game. We may even get drawn against them in the, in the in the World Cup draw. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about seeing our players against a good opposition, seeing how someone of those fits in when he plays with people like Osmond, Jaumbach, uh, and the rest of the starting uh, lineup, and seeing how he can add some value to the team. I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing Al-Ghazal Haidi start and be tested again for Iran. So I think there's a lot of things, a lot of these uh, little uh, side, uh, let's say, elements towards the game. So it's important to see how far we've come to go to a game, uh, to a country like Russia. Can we get a result there? Uh, it's, 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 a good, it's a good fixture to be a part of. Kajman? Um... What's the question again? Sorry. What are you looking forward to against against this Russian side? Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with Kovac. Yeah, I want to see the best team now uh, play. I would like to see also um, Salmon and maybe Kave playing against uh, playing with uh, the strongest Iranian lineup. Uh, I think they can do even better with uh, players as uh, like Jahan Bakhsh and Rezoyan. Um, helping them out so to speak uh, i would like to see hariri starting because uh, uh, now lack has started and uh, he, sh- he proved himself well uh, i think ha- um, kerosh knows what to expect from Bayern vans so it's time for hariri to prove him if he can do well uh, in the national team again or not uh, it will be a good game the russians are in my opinion a stronger and better team than iran so and we're playing in their own home turf. So this is Kairos' toughest game, uh, hardest opponent in 2017, I believe. Interesting. Don't, don't forget, I think the game is in Kazan, and that, that is the same, obviously, it's uh, Sardar Osmond's uh, current team, but also where Ali Reza Haidi bro- uh, began his adventure. So right. if he does start, or if they both start, it's an interesting uh, background to the game. Yeah, really, really. It's a nice, uh, uh, a nice field, nice pitch as well. Bobak, who do you expect, or uh, let's just put it this way, who would you want to start um, based off of uh, Kairos' lineup? I think uh, Heidi in goal. Mohammadi, I'm not sure. Is he fit, fully fit, or is he not expected to play? If he is fit, I would like him to start. If he's injured, as I think he may be, then I'm presuming Hassafi moves back to left back, and then I would like to see if Hosseini is uh, where he is, where he stands right now. So I would try to start with him, and even if he can't continue uh, for 90 minutes and he can only play 55, 60 minutes, I will take that just to see where he is in his uh, fitness battle next to poor Ali Ganji, and then I would expect Reza Yon on the right, uh, Said probably in central midfield, uh, who would his partner be, or who would I want him to be partnering? Uh, tough, tough to say. Uh, will uh, Ibrahimi push himself back into the fold, would uh, Karimi come back in? Uh, mm, 
probably it's a spot that is up for debate. Are we going to continue 4-3-3 or back to 4-2-3-1 now that we have uh, Ashkan back in the picture? I think I would like to see how we would play as a 4-3-3. Maybe even having Ashkan a little bit deeper uh, in this in this lineup. I would like Bodus to start on the left, Ozmoun up front uh, and Jaun Bash on the right. And then... Uh, Look at possible changes in the second half. Pejman, is there anything you would like to add to Barbag's comment? And also, what would you make out of potentially a partnership between Mortezopur Ali Ganji and Cheshmi? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think that's kind of risky. Although Cheshmi, I like the way he plays. I don't think uh, he's ready for the big games for the big teams but then again it's in these friendlies that you actually get that experience so why not but to be honest i would love to see hosseini getting back in the squad in the starting 11 again and he he's that guy that calms everybody down and he's so confident and he's so safe and he makes other players better uh, such players as mortez or, or even uh, cheshmi if, if uh, one of them will play so yeah i would love to see one of them uh, and about Mohamedi, i think he's still injured and won't play we didn't talk anything about uh, torabi in the game against togo but i think he's an interesting player that deserves to to be nothing the starting 11 at least to get some minutes uh, like 20 minutes uh, versus Russia because uh, he's a fighter and he's a he's a fun interesting player to watch I really hope that he will move to Europe maybe why not Russia it seems to be like the second home for Iranians nowadays anything is better than Iran so why not I I, I like him too I really uh, I agree with you he's he's uh, he, he's got an unorthodox style but he makes things happen he's he's very direct and I would rather have a Torabi in my team than someone like Amiri, with all due respect, who seems a little bit more limited and predictable in what he can do. So Torabi, I think he looks like the kind of guy who could slot in two, three different positions um, and give you a 7 out of 10 performance. So I think he's going to be in the squad, and you're right, he deserves to uh, get minutes uh, against a team like Russia. He's arguably right now Saipo's best player, and um, that's and what, what we know about Car- Carlos Kershaw. loves versatile players, and Torabi right now definitely um, is on that list. And right now we're joined by what our special guest of the day, which you guys have probably seen his work with Russia and whatnot. Tok, Tok, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, the work you guys do for your Russian website. It's a pleasure yes. to have you on today. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to join you guys. You, you do some great work. But yeah, as, as you said, I, I'm the editor-in-chief of, of Russian Football News. The, uh, in my opinion, the best website on, on Russian football where you can get an in-depth look at Russian football, the best players, the young talent, all the dodgy things going on behind the curtain, all the politics, everything really. I mean, we, we go really go in-depth with, with Russian football. So um, it's never boring, let's just say that. Could you tell us a little bit more? Awesome. About, could you tell us a little bit more now about the Russian team and your current manager? Yeah, of course. It's uh, it's an interesting situation because, of course, uh, Russia hosting the World Cup in in about how, uh, six months. So there's a lot of expectations, or there should be a lot of expectations. Let's let's say that because the Russian national team is not doing very well at the moment. The uh, 
the popularity is at an, an all-time low and, and the players are not performing well. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the recent results, but it, it's a bit depressing, let's be honest. It's, it's depressing and the squad really lacks the the star power it had just a few a few seasons ago, really. And and a lot of people, when, when they talk about Russian football, they always think about that great side from 2008 with Ashar, Venom, and Denisov and Shirokov. Only uh, all these guys who really took Europe by storm and, and excited everybody and played some fantastic uh, football. But the current the current national team couldn't be further away from from what it used to be. I mean, it's it's boring. It, the players are uh, are not interesting at all, and it's just it's a sad situation with so short time to the World Cup because the, the excitement is simply not there. People are not people are not excited about this team. People are not excited about Stanislas Chelsov, the coach. Uh, he's a decent guy, and but but he's not a great. He's not the person who can lead Russia into a new century. He's not the person who can revolutionize Russian football. Fabio Capello tried it. Denis uh, Slutsky tried it a bit as well. I mean, they really tried to develop Russian football. Tried to not only the players on the national team, but also the structures, the youth, the whole system of Russian football, really. But Chesov is a he's a different kind of person. I mean, he, in my opinion, he was hired because he wouldn't put any question marks to the leadership of the Russian Football Union. He's a guy who shuts up and does his work. And that's fine because you don't get any major scandals or, or anything like that. But he's just not a guy that really can develop Russian football at all. And that's why it's, it's, it's stalling, uh, if I have to be honest. It, it really is in a, in a poor state at the moment. Talk before we ask you about the Iran-Russia match, could you tell us a little glimpse of what do you make out of our Iranian players the past or the present right now that are playing in Russia? Sardar Azun, Ayreza, Ayri, Saida, Zatulayi. We're just looking forward to seeing what you have to say about those players. Yeah, I mean, my, I had really high hopes for Sardar Azun. He's, he's a really talented player, but he just hasn't performed that well uh, this season. I mean, he was pretty good last season when he played for, for Rostov, and, but I'm still waiting for that breakout season. I mean, he had two good seasons with a decent amount of goals, but I'm still waiting for that breakout season where he really, where he really breaks through and, and show everybody what he can do. Uh, I thought it would be this season he was back in Ruben Kassan. He didn't have all those controversies surrounding him anymore. He was back with Badiev, his uh, his mentor. But so far it's been quite poor. But of course Ruben Kassan has been poor as well, and they need some time to to build up the squad. Then they got a lot of new players, but so far he's been underwhelming, and it's it's been a bit of a disappointment. Uh, as for Said, he, he hasn't really played. His, uh, he moved to Ankapiam before this season uh, from Rostov on loan. And he, I think he played one game uh, where he didn't really make anything of it. And he's still a young guy, just like Asmund. So I don't want to make any draw any conclusions yet because he's a young guy. He's very promising. He was really good at Rostov. But it seems like his development has stalled a bit. And, and the last two seasons has just been wasted for him. Last season, he played on loan at Anchi. Which was that was a strange decision from the beginning because Antje is a mess, and then moving to Amka this season it was, in my opinion, even stranger, an even stranger decision because uh, it's it's simply not not a club for him. It's not a club that that are good at developing young players, um, and I think maybe it's time for him to. He needs to find a place where the coach trusts him. He had that at, at Rubin with Batiev, really liked him. But at Rostov, when Petir was there, but at the moment it's it's like he's wasting his time, and it, it really is a shame because he's such, such a talented player. But things are not working out at the moment, unfortunately. 
And another player that just um, came to my mind, which is very interesting, he just had a contract with Rostov, but now he's playing for Ruben Kazan, Reza Shikari, and I've not heard much about him. How is he doing, if you know anything about him right now? He, he hasn't really done anything yet. I mean, it's uh, as I said, Ruben Kazan is in a, a strange position at the moment because they've got Petiv back this summer, and they brought in a lot of new players, so it seems like Petiv hasn't really found the best constellation for his team yet, so there's been a lot of stuff, substitutions, and it's really difficult to get playing time at, on that team at the moment, so... Uh, and it's not the best situation for, for a young player to play for, for Rupian this season. And as a gentleman, we were just talking about how Iran, we're, it's always a pleasure to playing a top European side as in Russia now. Um, what, do you make about, what do you make out of the match right now that is happening between Iran versus Russia? Well, I mean, it is a game Russia needs to win. They have to, they need to, to, to build some excitement around the team. They need to get some victories. But I, I, I think a lot of people in Russia will be underestimating Iran. I mean, first of all, the Russian team is not very good, so that itself can, can bring problems for them. They, there are really no opponents at the moment that Russia are certain to beat. Only last year they lost to Qatar, and I, and I think when you lose to Qatar, you can really lose to anybody. Um, but Russia, they need to, to play some entertaining football. They need to build some excitement around this team, but they also need to... To build a structure right now, Chesov is really putting in a lot of new players, and for some reason he's still experimenting with the team, which is, in my opinion, a big mistake when we're only a couple of months away from the, the World Cup. You really need to have a settled team, but by this point, but unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be the case. Um, Russia also, without a couple of key players, uh, Sakuev is injured, for example, which is a, a huge loss, and uh, Denis Glushukov is injured as well, as well. So it's it's really a decimated uh, midfield. The interesting thing for Russia for this game is that they have uh, Mario Fernandes, a uh, naturalized Brazilian, can get his debut, and so can Konstantin Rausch, who is um, who's a national nationalized uh, German. So a couple of new faces in the squad, which is uh, which is interesting. But of course, it also says it says a lot about the status of Russian football that they have to look outside of Russia's borders for. For new players like uh, Rauf, Fernandes, and, and Ruben Neustadt before before them. Uh, Bob Mack and Pejman, before we then I'm gonna ask talking the last question about the prediction and stuff. Looking at this team right now with Masu Shojai obviously not being part of the squad, would you potentially think that there's there might be a chance that we might see someone go do slot at ten in this match, Bob Mack? It's possible. Uh, you could have a freer role, but then you'd have to look at the left side. I don't think Ashkan could play there, but uh, it's a good shout. It's possible if we're going to play 4-2-3-1. Uh, it's possible. I, I would also like to, if you don't mind, just to ask Tok, yeah. what, what system uh, is Shersikov uh, favoring and what is the potential lineup that we're looking at? Who would you say is the star of this team that we should be worried about? Well, he's, uh, as I said, he's been experimenting a lot, but I think it will be with um, a 4-3-3 four, a four, three, three or 4-2-3-1. Um, the big star, in my opinion, at the moment is, is actually Alexander Korkordin. I don't know if you know him, he, um, but he, he used to be the bad boy, the playboy of Russian football. He was always a big talent, but earlier he spent all his time partying and making scandals instead of uh, playing football, really. 
but uh, this season he has been absolutely magnificent for Senate and he's currently the, the top scorer in the league so he's definitely the guy to watch he he hasn't played on the national team since the Euro because he has been uh, suspended after he went out partying and, and making a huge gamble um, but now he's back and, and they, he really is a guy who can lead the Russian national team and if they want to have a, a big World Cup he'll be one of the guys who has to perform at his absolute best so I'm really excited to see him back on the team Pejwan, is there anything you would also like to see, maybe from an experimental kind of view? Um, well, uh, I, I guess even though that you'll be talking so bad about Russia, uh, <laughs> we should not forget that they're still better than most of the Asian teams that Iran usually play against. Uh, a faster pace and uh, more professional uh, players playing in, in Europe. So... Uh, we should expect a team that maybe will pressure Iran more. So therefore, I would I would like to see how the team copes on the pressure and how they react to to players that maybe are better than them individually. But maybe as a team, Iran actually might be better than Russia. Uh, it's 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 hard to say because Russia haven't played any any important qualifying games for some time now due to having being host for the World Cup. So it's hard to know the, the real status uh, on the Russian national team. But uh, I I would like to see how the how the team reacts when they're under pressure because. Uh, Iran have more or less not been under pressure in uh, in uh, in uh, friendly games and in qualifying games for like a long time now. Not even against strong opponents such as uh, South Korea. Against uh, we saw against Syria, it was like under pressure for twenty minutes, and unfortunately they let in two goals then. But that but was that's it. Then they, they come back. In our interest as well, Pejman, that if we are under pressure, arguably. Yes, okay, we want to see how we mentally cope with it, but uh, arguably our style of football best uh, gives results when we are under pressure and we can play on a fast counter-attack. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I'm happy that Iran is playing against Russia. Uh, and I hope Iran keeps continuing to play against stronger teams, teams that are supposed to beat Iran. Because Iran usually also plays better and gets more motivated when they play against strong name teams. Although Russia maybe aren't one of those teams, Russia is, is no team that Iran should yeah, yeah, expect to, to get a win from. So. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to, to the game uh, versus Russia. I'm pretty sure that uh, Kairos won't be that experimental that's, that he's been. But I still hope that we'll see someone who just get some uh, minutes and uh, Hariri. So my two Swedish guys, uh, I maybe are biased. I don't know, but I would like to see them. Talk. Tok, I'm wondering, um, what's your defense like and where would you say is the weak, uh, the Achilles heel of the team? Do you see uh, Beruzovsky still playing there or what's the defense going to look like? No, that's, that's interesting actually because it's one of the, one of the big questions. Um, the Beruzovsky twins and Ignashevis are no longer in the squad. Um, so, Chatshop is really trying to build a new, a new defense and that's the problem because there are really no good Russian central defenders at the moment. I think... We'll probably play with uh, Chikia from Spartak Moscow and his partner will be, I think, Viktor Vasin from Cisco Moscow. Both are good players, but none of them are on the international level. I mean, they're decent after Russian standards, but they don't have the same 
top level as English champions and the Brazilian test at their at the peak. The uh, the wing backs are good though, uh, especially Mario Fernandez on the right wing backs is really brilliant defender, uh, both offensively and defensively. Um, also, if he played with Igor Smolnikov from Senate uh, on the right side instead, also a fantastic player, both offensively and uh, and defensively. And then, of course, you, you know Yuri Shkirkov if, if he plays on the left back, the former Chelsea defender. Um, so it'll be with some really attacking fullbacks, which is always exciting in my opinion. And how do the fans feel about uh, the fact that you're naturalizing players that have no con- not, no real deep connection to Russia? Yeah, it's a, it's a really big discussion. I mean, for some people, it's well, we want the best possible Russian national team, and for others, it's it's a cause of really a lot of unhappiness because, as as a lot of people say, well, why should we care about the national team if they're no longer Russians? You could say, for example, Neustadt and Konstantin Rausch, they both have Russian heritage, but for a guy like Mario Fernandez, he only played for Cisco Moscow for a couple of years. He doesn't even speak Russian yet, then, so. It, it's it's a really difficult situation and it really one that caused some division among the fans because it it is uh, going against the spirit of, of, of national team football also in my opinion I mean it, I, th- I don't think you should naturalize players unless of course you can prove that you do have some sort of connection to the country then of course it's all right but I think it is uh, shameful to see a guy like Mario Fernandez on the national team guys before I ask okay one final question what are your predictions Pejman? Um, sorry, um, I was thinking. Um, my predictions are that Iran will actually lay in a goal, and uh, they will also score a goal. So one-one. Bobak. I'm going two-one for Russia. Oh wow, Tog. Yeah, I think it will be a narrow Russia win. So I go with two-one as well. Okay. And the final question I have for Tog. I don't know if you know this, but um, Carlos Kaosha actually has a very uh, special friendship with um, characters of right now, the manager. They even sat, you know, together when the Rostov match was happening against United. Um, the final question I have for you is, what do you make out of Carlos Kaosha himself uh, and what he's done with Iran? To be honest, I don't know too much about him. I haven't followed them uh, that closely. But, um, I mean, I have seen Iran's result in the, in the qualification and it's been very impressive, but and it seems like the, there's a great development going on football-wise, but... Uh, yeah, as I said, I haven't followed that closely, so I don't have the same amount of knowledge as you guys. Alrighty, guys. Appreciate your time, as always. Ball back. Pedro, it's always a pleasure to speak to you guys. Tok, thank you so much for coming on. and We definitely want to have you on later and when we talk about Saturday. I was going to say it is at Tolari, and let's do an analysis of the match. Uh, thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Cheers.